1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a dramatic weekend in Scottish football. Holders Celtic are out of the League Cup after losing at Kilmarnock. Rangers warm up for PSV by edging past Morton as Yanis Hadji is left out of the European squad. And Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs, Ross County and St Mirren all safely through to the quarter-finals. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me this evening you have Charlie Mulgrew and Roger Hanna. Well Gordon, round about quarter to two on Saturday afternoon when Grant Gillespie was putting Morton into the lead at Ibrox I did not think for a moment we'd be sitting here 48 hours later with Rangers favourites to win the Via Play Cup. Um, Cyril Dessers rescued his reputation after conceding that penalty with a goal and an assist and then Marley Watkins and Derek McInnes enhanced their reputations yesterday by inflicting a first ever cup defeat on Celtic's Brendan Rodgers. There'll be a week of recriminations now for Celtic and a week of Euro action for Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs. And I suspect we might mention VAR for the first time this season tonight. Charlie McGrew, it's good to have you uh, just after a nice quiet weekend in Scottish football. A nice easy Monday night for you. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a, been a while, but uh, good to be back. He found that he phoned me and said just the roundabout. He just wasn't quite sure to find his way back. It was a couple of years ago since we've had him on, Roger Hanna. And uh, we picked a nice night for it because it's um, been a lively old weekend. Desperate to get back. Desperate to see this new studio. Desperate to get talking about this season. Desperate to get my club, aren't we? I think last time I was late, wasn't I? So I was making sure I was early this time. Nice I, know, early. I couldn't believe it when at half past five the phone rang. I was well impressed. But anyway, if you want to put your point to Charlie Mulgrew and Roger Hanna, it is 01419511025. So do get in touch. Let us know what you made of the weekend's football. Tweet us your thoughts. Uh, and let's kick it all off because there was a lot to get through. Holders Celtic are out of the League Cup. Who saw that coming? Brendan Rodgers has never even lost a cup tie of any description here uh, in the domestic scene in Scotland. So Celtic fans, how does that feel? Where did it go wrong? How concerned are you going forward? Or are you confident that that was just a blip and things get fixed very quickly? Give us all your thoughts about yesterday. There were penalty claims. There was all sorts of complaints, I'm sure, as well. So get your thoughts into us, please. 01419511025 or Twitter as well. Uh, and of course, it's a massive week in Europe, as Roger says. Rangers fans, how do you feel about PSV? Yanis uh, Hadji out of the European squad. It looks like he's maybe on his way out of the club. Is that the right decision? Or the wrong decision I don't think it was a vintage Rangers performance either Judging by the calls here on Saturday night So you could uh, elaborate on those And anything else that's out there What about you Kelly fans? Are you favourites for the treble all of a sudden Given the way you've started the season? Do let us know 01419511025 Right, set the scene What was your result of the weekend? I think I, I know where you're going Yeah, here. I don't think you need to look <laughs> any further Gordon, the rugby part yesterday Kilmarnock's start to the season has been astonishing 1-0 at home to Rangers Nil nil away to Hearts, one nil at home to Celtic. They have not conceded a goal yet, and now they've got a quarter final on the telly at home to Hearts. And Derek McInnes will fancy his chances of, of taking this Kilmarnock team all the way to Hamden. It's the obvious one, but you need to pick something different. What are you giving me? I'm going for St Mun at home to Motherwell. It was the only all Scottish Premiership tie, so St Mun will be delighted to come through that one. Happy with that. Okay, goal of the weekend, Roger. Who's getting the nod? 
Sorry, Gordon, but it has to be Caelan Boyd once. It was good to be fair. That's a goal against Motherwell, the game Charlie was talking about there. The lads come into the team because of Marco Harris' injury, and it looks as if he's taking his opportunity. When you hear Dermot O'Carroll, the St Mirren assistant manager, touting him for a Northern Ireland call-up, you know he's doing something right. Anything else out there? I'm going for Tagawa for Hearts. I think it was some great play for Lowry. Nice feet and slips him, slips, slips him in the side and he goes and goes and puts it away. It's a great finish. Okay, I like that. Now let's get critical. Howler of the weekend. Howler of the weekend, I suspect, as I said at the top of the show, we'll speak VAR in both the Rangers and Celtic games, but there was no VAR at Fourth Bank on Friday night and poor old Sterling Albion, arguably, Paid the price because a 2-1 down to Aberdeen that, that was a real penalty shout Shaden Morris on Ross Davidson Ref didn't give it Couldn't go to VAR And Sterling went out Okay Who's howling Charlie? Um, I didn't see too much But I would have to say Brian Graham's one in the, the thistle The Hearts thistle game oh, The own goal Yeah that was... He's um, had a swing at it We've all been there And it's just come off in the Tried to clear it that way And it goes that way I, I've been there before So feel sorry for the big man that's, But that sticks my mind Right Finish on a positive Top performer Top man of the weekend Top performer I need to say the last two weeks Andy Halliday's called him David Wilson But <laughs> His actual right name And people will soon know it Is David Watson 18 years of age Centre of Kilmarnock's midfield The centre of everything They did right in these games at the start of the season and the young man's got a very big future ahead of him. Del McInnes for me, I think that the start to the season, Rodgers already mentioned it there, three clean sheets um, against three good teams and at the weekend there, a great result, great defensive performance again, very similar to the Rangers game and yeah, he deserves a lot of credit for that. Kilmarnock are flying. 01419511025. Right, whilst you get your calls in, let's start getting some reaction uh, from yesterday. So it feels like the obvious place to start. Kilmarnock fans, I know you'll be desperate to praise your team, no doubt about it. Celtic fans, I suspect the opposite for you. You don't get this feeling very often on a Monday. It's not often we deal with cup defeats, cup exits for Celtic. Where did it go wrong yesterday? Is that a worry going forward? Is, is is there a concern about this start to the season now? Obviously, um, with big games around the corner, just let us know all your thoughts, please. So, Brendan Rogers, part in it, of course, as well. 01419511025. He says the team needs to show more quality, uh, but he says the Kilmarnock defeat highlights uh, just how successful the previous trebles were. Yeah, but we're just not at the level, yeah, in terms of performance. So, uh it's a tough place to come, of course, but um, but we need to we need to show more. We need to have a, a greater physicality in the game, and um, and then when you've won that battle, then you need to uh, you need to play with more quality. And sadly, we uh, we didn't play with that. I think when you when I've come in here before and, and won trebles, I think people might think that's just what you come in and do. It's it's a very very difficult thing to do, and as you see today, I think it magnifies the the achievement from before. However, it's it's a new cycle now and uh, I want to win every game as a Celtic manager so today it's, it's bitterly disappointing um, so um, of course it's it's always a setback when you lose a game and go out of a cup competition but we get 24 hours to get over it and then we get a long season ahead we win many games and, and many things to play for so um, so that's what we work on Let's kick it off then on the phones. Let's go to John, who is on the line. John, how would you sum up that performance yesterday? Abysmal, mate. Abysmal and shocking. Uh, well, we didn't. Well, we've come on, they had eight, eight new players. See, me and Celtic, they're not together. So we Celtic, a few players. But it was uh, your captain's not kicked the ball for weeks. That's McGregor. Uh, 
Uh, the boy Taylor's went back away. I don't know what way Rogers wants to play him. Abada, he runs a bit like Chick Maneheed. Uh, who else? The other, uh, the Chinese boy, his, his boy, uh, the Pinocchio yogurt, the other boy, his, his ball control yourself. Japanese, I think you mean, my either. Well, Japanese, Japanese. But as I say, uh, Rogers was, I was fighting about Rogers after the game. Uh, he turned around and said, we need quality, quality signs. They must have known that in the pre season. They've been about four or five quality signings. No young boys are 22, and the statement after that was Celtic will need to change their uh, signing policy, their transfer policy. Surely God, he must have known that when he was taking the job on. He must have sat down with the director and says, I'm going to be uh, got the money and I'm going to be signing who I want. No, I'm not saying we will change the signing policy. Signing policy is not working. If you yeah. were coming up to the, the, the Champions League, league games shortly, and if we go over that team, we don't get any guys inside for the next 10 days. We're going to get scudded. I don't mean I feel Madrid's and Man, Man City's not. I'm talking about your, your rubbish teams for these other countries. We will get scudded with that defence. That's my point of name, mm. mate. John's just filleted everybody. And it's funny because I've, I've, I've heard it described as a headless chicken, but never a chicken with Nahid. It's the same <laughs> thing, but I've just never heard it described <laughs> the opposite way around. Which is fine. Um, go on, go on take, then, take, take it away. John's point. A few people, when Brendan Rodgers came back to the club, a few people were talking about signings. And I'd said at the time, you know, if it's not broken, you don't need to fix it. But that Celtic team yesterday, for various reasons, there was no Alistair Johnson, no Cameron Carter-Vickers, no Carl mm. Starfield, no Rio Hitati, no Aaron Moy, no Jota. That's half a dozen of the players who were first picks, key men for Ange Postecoglou. For various reasons, they weren't there yesterday. And it might not be broken, but the treble's gone, so the first cracks are beginning to appear. And... I think John could be right. I think Brendan Rodgers might react by going and getting three or four players now before the end of the month. Mm. At the same time, Charlie, like, as true as that may be, if you're talking about where Celtic fans want to go, th- th- this is an all-conquering Celtic team. I'm missing a couple. Are we meant to believe that they need superstar signings to beat Kilmarnock, with no disrespect to Kilmarnock? First of all, I think it shows the standard that Celtic have set in this country in the last five or six years that we're sitting here and it's a bit of a crisis we're talking about because Celtic are out of cup. I mean, they've been out of one cup. That's the second cup they've been out in the last five or six years. There's a quadruple treble in there. Um, Ange going out of company's first season then wins a treble the next season. The standard, Ange also won a double. So The standard's been unbelievable. So first of all, there's a lot of credit need to be given for that. Now that we're talking about the Cup, is obviously um, very, very disappointed. Celtic fans, because the bar's been set so high, the Celtic fans are obviously going to be disappointed. But we need to be realistic. We need to be. We need to understand that Rodgers needs to get his, his own stamp on the team, get more signings in, bring players he wants in to play in the way he wants to play. I know he's got a lot of the same principles as Ange. The way he wants to, the way he wants to press. He didn't show that last time he was here. The way he wants to pass the ball for the back. But he's obviously got a little, a few tweaks, and he needs to get his players in that think he fits his system. The thing is, Roger, this can all be both can be true, I guess, because yes, you, you can't just win trebles all the time. Brendan Rodgers has won was it twenty four cup ties in a row. Yeah. He was going to lose one at some point, but this one, the first one, Celtic fans have you know that, that roller coaster over the summer where Ange Postecoglou leaves. Brendan Rodgers is back, you know, and the, the dominance is going to still be there. Don't worry about it. And then in the first cup tie. You're out and the, the treble is over. 
that that's why it's hard for fans like John to take, surely. Yeah, but it's strange, Gordon, because the last two weekends, Celtic had scored four against Ross County, they'd scored three against Aberdeen up at Petodre. But we were getting Celtic supporters on this show complaining yep. about the performances. You know, John mentioned two names there, Callum McGregor and Greg Taylor. They were mentioned last week as well. Joe Hart is a name that keeps coming up as well. He, he mentioned Abada. Abada is now getting an opportunity regularly to step into the role that Jota filled mainly. And I thought Abada would go in and settle and take that role. And he hasn't really taken it on. And you look at the bench yesterday and, you know, in years gone past, Charlie will remember because he had played against them. And a game like yesterday, Celtic could have sent on Jack Amakis and he would probably have scored mm. a goal. They don't have a Jack Amakis there. You know, there wasn't a, what you would describe as a centre-forward on the bench to come on and try and get the late equaliser. So Celtic supporters are asking questions about the depth in the squad. They are asking questions about the signing policy. And they are looking at this Champions League group draw with a degree of trepidation, having seen the first three domestic games. Uh, thank you to John. Let's go to Stuart and Canvas Lang. John said it was abysmal. Stuart, how would you describe it? I just think it was a wake-up call, to be perfectly honest with you. I think we look a shadow of the team that Angie left behind. I think we lack a couple of physical players in the team. I, I, there was a ball yesterday made away for a 50-50 ball, and they just didn't want to know. When you play for Celtic, you go for that ball, and you win that ball. We didn't have enough of that. We were brushed aside the commander players yesterday. We didn't want any, hardly any uh, second balls. Commander won them all. Um, you know, I... I even when you look back to the Ross County game, see, I could have been two down after 10 minutes. You know, I'm really concerned about the team this year. I really think we need a couple of physical players and we need a goalkeeper badly. Because for me, Joe Hart will no do. Mm. He needs to get a goalkeeper. Um, and I think Rangers, to be fair to them, they have done tremendous in, in, in the transfer market. I don't think there was much a team between the teams last year. But they've strengthened their team far better than we have. And, and I just think we need physical players and a big Yakimakis up front that could knock the ball down to Kyoga to put the ball away. It was just, it was a wake up call yesterday. And you know something? I'm scared that we get Man City here in this Champions League because I'll go in the cupboard and watch it for the cupboard. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's quite scary actually thinking about playing them. You know, how, how did this happen then, Roger? How, how, because, fit and credit to Kilmarnock, that always gets lost in it. They've been excellent, as you guys have alluded to, and they've strengthened, they've got better. But for all the pitch and for all the, the difficulties that can come with it, Celtic went down there and blew Kilmarnock away a couple of times yeah. last season. How did how did this come about so quickly? You, you, you find the Kilmarnock and Livingston pitches are only bad when Rangers and Celtic lose there. When Celtic go down and scored four or five, nobody mentions the pitch. So yesterday, Celtic didn't perform anything like the levels they've performed at in recent times. Five trebles in seven years, Charlie. They've just gone and blown teams away. Yesterday they didn't. Um, it came off the back of two patchy displays. Now, if you score seven goals in your first two games and win them both in the Premiership, it's difficult to be too critical. But supporters were phoning in after those two wins against Ross County and Aberdeen. They did have concerns. Those concerns are just magnified by what they saw yesterday. And I think Brendan Rodgers will go away this mm. week. Celtic again, because they're in the Champions League groups, there's no midweek action. I think Brendan Rodgers will go away this week. He said after the game on TV, he always has 24 hours to grieve for a performance like that. So I think when he gets his head up, when he comes out and ends the, the grieving process, 
I think he'll look at that squad and he will look at where he thinks he needs to strengthen in the next two weeks. Are we seeing a scenario, Charlie, where as good a manager as Brendan Rodgers is and everything that he's got in the CV, following that Celtic team from last season maybe is a bit of an unforgiving task you know sometimes when a manager changes it's because a club's in crisis but it wasn't the case you come in with a Celtic team that is not only winning everything but winning in such a convincing style and it's almost like if you fall anything short of that then you're up against it regardless of who followed Ange was going to be a massive massive task with the bar that he set the same as the same as whoever followed Brendan Rodgers was going to be a massive massive task Um, but Brendan Rodgers, I've got I've got no doubts that he's the man to do it because he's done it before. He's been over and he's been he's been over the course and he's won things. But the Kamarnock, going back to the Kamarnock pitch, I mean Kamarnock set up to stop Celtic. They don't look to play football or sell. They look to stop them, and that's fair enough. There's different ways to win games. If the ball if the ball's moving slower, that suits Kamarnock because that split second that ball takes longer to get somewhere. They can shuffle as a team, especially a back five, and they spend their whole game on the edge of their box defending their box they've, they've recruited well this year I'm taking that away from them because they've signed Stuart Finlay who was brilliant under Steve Clark defended his box really well Dee's Fembar Ness looks, looks a really good signing Mayo looks brilliant they've got him permanent for Rangers if I'm right mm-hmm. if, if I remember rightly that yeah. he was on loan last year and the boy Marley Watkins he gives the physical presence that Dodge gave, gave last year but he's also got the legs and the pace and when you've got that when you're defending deep and you've got that pace that can go in behind as much as a physical strength. It's a big, um, it's a big ask. They've also got midfielders in there that that work so hard that must be so fit. It's going to be a difficult place. I think that's a last the last team in the draw that Celtic would have wanted. I think yeah. the way that mm-hmm. the way they've signed this year, they going down to that pitch, um, and I think that they nearly went down last year, and I think they recruited brilliantly this year, and it'll be a tough place for him. Does, does it help, Charlie? That he's recruited players that he knows, yeah. that he's worked with before. And Mayo, they all know, and they all know the league is well. Donnelly. Donnelly, Kennedy, Watkins. He's worked with them all somewhere in the past. Does that make it easier to, to organise for a day like yesterday? Or, and we're forgetting, they've beaten Rangers as well. Well, it does because, and it's not just because he knows them, it's because they suit the style. They know what they're going to play. They're, they're a back five. They know they're going to have to defend their box. They're all comfortable with that. Stuart Finlay's done it when under Steve Clark. You've got... Um, You've got the midfielders who you've mentioned there who know that they're going to go man for man a lot of the time. Del McInnes likes to go man for man and, and that's a lot of work because you get people moved in the midfield and you did a lot of running and covering you and you're also tight to your defence and also having to get up the pitch when you break. And they've got Marley Watkins up there and Kyle Vassell who, who's also a player who was good for them last year but Marley Watkins, he can, he can hold the ball in and he can run. So that pace in behind when Celtic play that high line when they're forcing you in their half and they're, they're, they're up against you Usually that's a big strike comes up to you, you know he can't run there, but when the player can run behind and get that pace, it gives that wee bit of threat. Mm. So they're definitely looking like a good side, and I think a lot of credit has to go to Kilmarnock rather than them. Um, criticism of Celtic, um, I don't know if that'll catch on. It says Glasgow after all. Stuart, how can, are you concerned overall, or do you think Brendan Rodgers will get this right and get it right quickly, or are you planning camping out in the cupboard a lot this season? I think I'm in the cupboard a lot, but he needs to get it right. Uh, you know, he really does. Uh, I, I mean, it's only one game, but you know, they just can't. They, they just need players in there. They need big physical players. I mean, Rangers have bought players. They've bought big players, physical players. But what was wrong? Uh, the, the, there were no big physical players last season, Stuart, and blew, blew everybody away. Between, but I don't think there was much between the teams last year. To be perfectly honest with you, 
I really don't. Well, Celtic won a treble though without any real league title challenge. Well, I, 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 I disagree, but I just think the old turn games are a bit. I think whoever wins the old turn games will win the league, basically. You know, but we cannot go to Ibrox without that team. I just don't think we can. No, not I, too I, long, I not too long to sort that out. And before then, thank you, Stuart. It's 01419511025. We're up and running. Uh, it didn't take as long, what, we three weeks into the season. Uh, and we've got a proper Monday night Clyde One Super scoreboard on our hands. Get your calls in. We'll try and get you on next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Charlie Mulgrew are here. It's 01419511025. And absolutely no prizes for guessing what the main topic of conversation has been. That win for Kilmarnock against Celtic yesterday. And the phone lines are red hot. You can get in touch or tweet us as well. So let's dive straight back in with Michael and Erskine. How would you sum up your feelings after yesterday, Michael? Uh, not happy. Uh, I, I was on a couple of weeks ago, just then, the, the night before Brendan done his first interview. And a lot of people are saying, should they ap- apologise to Celtic fans? And a lot of people said no. But I came on and said, I think he should. Uh, after yesterday's performance, I think he should come out and apologise for that. To, for watching that, coming from a treble winning side to watching that yesterday is, is terrible. Uh, I don't know how he thinks he can get away with saying, or oh, they, they need to blend in, they need time to settle in. You, you, you don't get time at Celtic Football Club to do that. Mm. We need, need to hit the ground running. We're going into a Champions League and we we played that game yesterday. I, I'm, I'm going to be embarrassed with the Champions League draw, so I am, how we're going to play. But, but that's, that's the point, Michael. He says, actually, you know, winning trebles isn't easy. The bar's been set really high. You've got to accept that you can't, you know, win trebles all the time. I'm paraphrasing a bit. Do you not agree with any of that? No. I, that performance yesterday... I mean, I could have went on and played better uh, and I hung my boots up a few years ago now. Uh, not one Celtic player I can give pass marks to. They were all terrible. Uh, there's a few there that, obviously, a few choice words were saying yesterday about them. Uh, I just I just don't think we're strong enough. I looked at the bench and I thought, who's going to come on and change this game? Oh, Roger, is that fair? Well, Are we at the no pass marks stage? Well, Michael's just- Laying a lot of the blame at the manager's door, Brendan Rogers. But a lot of these signings who were on the bench yesterday, they were guys that were coming to Celtic, you know, regardless of, of who the manager was gave. These these are guys who have been scouted. Yang, Quan, you throw in Tilly, I know he's injured and wasn't on the bench. But, you know, players like that were, were coming to the football club because that is the recruitment model that the football club has been following. Um, I think the next couple of weeks you'll get a real insight into where Brendan Rogers thinks the team is situated at the minute because like Michael and Stuart and John who have called the show Brendan Rodgers won't be happy with that performance he won't have wanted to have suffered his first cup defeat at Kilmarnock he won't want to be the manager who has lost Mm. the treble he will want the kind of success that he had first time around at Celtic and if he doesn't believe the players who were out there yesterday and the players currently in the squad if he doesn't believe they can deliver that success I think you'll see him moving into the transfer market, not necessarily seeking out the players mm. that fit into the current model, 
but see, you get the players he thinks will enhance the team now. Yeah, but but to sort of reword what I asked Charlie earlier, though, is that is that cutting Brendan Rodgers too much slack? Do Celtic need multi-million pound transfers to to beat Kilmarnock when they've won a well, treble last season? It, it depends because you'll always get this. Rangers lost at Kilmarnock. I've seen Celtic teams lose at Kilmarnock before. I remember Robbie Keane's debut down mm. there many years ago. Chris Maguire scored the goal, and and they get beaten. So it's nothing new. But I think Celtic supporters, including the ones who phoned the show tonight, Gordon, are looking at that spell against Ross County and, and, and that spell in the game at Petaudry and long spells of the game yesterday. And they're worried that, you know, without the Jotas and the Starfields, obviously Hatati, Carter Vickers, Johnson are all injured, mm. but without these guys, they're not looking as effective or as efficient as they were in the last yeah. two years under Ange Postecoglou. And they feel they need... Guys on the bench, Giacomacchus has been mentioned a couple of times, but the likes of Giacomacchus who could come on and maybe turn games back in their favour. Charlie, what have you noticed about the style? Because Ange Postacoglu's was so distinct and Brendan Rodgers has been here before. Is, is he try, he's, he's not going back to what he tried the first time though, is he? Is it, is it a different version? Is it, are we seeing it yet? Well, what I've seen is the striker coming deep. So he comes in and off into the 10 position and kind of creates a box in midfield with the other number 10 and the two number 6s whereas Ange had a 6 two eights, and the striker always giving length and looking behind and as you see and you've seen me under Ange Kyogo was always offside or always looking to go behind and that gave space for the for the two number 8s whereas now he's coming off one of the 8s is dropping down to a 6 and he's coming making a box which doesn't give that kind of length to the game so that's the main the main thing I've noticed but um, I think Brendan Rodgers will know that he he needs players in that are going to suit. He needs two or three more, two or three more signings or something, and he, that can make all the difference. You name the players that didn't play last uh, yesterday. Jota, we played against Jota last year, or the, or the year before, sorry, and um, the, the game was tight, and he was the one that looked like make something happen. He would hit the bar, he would get the crowd up, he would make something happen, and, and players like that. If you go back to the games, the. the the difference he made in the games was was frightening. So two or three more signings, and it can make all the difference. I think yes, yesterday was a was a perfect storm. Kamarnock, nothing to lose. Couple of good results, high in confidence. New signings, all fitting into the, the the system. And Celtic a bit depleted. Um, Michael, how confident are you? Brendan Rodgers gets this right quickly. Not not at all. Not at not all. Based on yesterday, no. I, I think there was no honestly the commitment. There was no. I mean, Callum it usually is grabs the, the game by the scruff. I didn't see that at all. Uh, I didn't see MD come in, Taylor, don't get me started. Uh, and I'm looking at the bench. Charlie's saying two or three signings. I think we need more. That bench it was so weak. There was no player that can come on and change that game. Like Charlie said, like Jota. Jota can change a game. No, no, nobody else can come on that bench, mm. so thought, the bench it's, it's, that an, it's an interesting point that Michael because Celtic were chasing the game in the last 20 minutes yesterday and I, I think Brendan threw on three substitutes didn't he Turnbull, Haksabanovic and Yang is that correct Ange Postecoglou regularly turned to his bench and put on all five almost every game he would use all five because he had five who he could put on and he knew they were a quality that it wasn't diminishing what was already on the pitch ok I then th so but then what about those individuals then? Are we now, is, is Haksabanovic not an option to go on and change a game? Is, is he not good enough anymore? What's Well, l last season, you were probably looking, and Charlie can correct me about this because Charlie's played against them, probably the first choice front three was Maida, Kyogo 
and Jota. And then quite often in the last half hour, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever it was, in the first half of the season, Ange Postacoglu could look to Giacomakis, Abada, and then perhaps Haksabanovic, sometimes it was Forrest he would look to. Now those guys who are sort of in reserve, the likes of Abada is now got to go into the team and more is being asked of him. And some of the callers will tell you tonight, he maybe hasn't taking the game by the scruff of the neck the way that Jota did. The way that, it doesn't look as if he's terrifying opponents the way Jota mm. terrified Premiership defences. So then rather than looking to the bench to Abada, you're now looking to the bench to Haksabanovic and he can score a really nice goal, Haksabanovic. You've seen it in closing stages of games last season. But does he actually offer the kind of quality, the, the kind of impact, the kind of X-factor that Ange was getting off the bench last season. Well, Roger, the players you mentioned there, four or five of them, are all, all Ange's signings. So they come with the confidence knowing that the manager signed them to do a specific role in playing the team and they've got the confidence of that. Yeah. Now there's a new manager there, so he should be given the same same um, finances to go and buy his own players and go and, 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 go and sign players that suit his system. Mm, let's bring in... Well, thank Michael. We'll squeeze one more in. I think we're doing good for Ty. Chris is in canvas Lang. What are you thinking, Chris? It's been fairly critical so far. How are you feeling? Uh, not too bad. Hope you're all well, guys. Good, thank you. Um, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Uh, really, uh, just like what Roger's saying, like, I can't agree. So, Roger's talking about last year, Ange would make five substitutions and they were his own signings and they were coming on. It's arguably the same players that are the majority of that are still there. I don't think Brendan. I'm I'm glad Brendan's there. I'm, I don't. I think he's the man, but I don't think he likes the squad that he's inherited. And I think we need to move away from this treble winning thing. I I think it comes down to it's radically different the system that he wants to play, and I don't think he likes the players that are there. Now I know the transfer market has been the kind of the south. Like Koreans and Japanese players, and they were incredible um, under range. But I, I, I'm not feeling it, and I, I'm talking about the pre-season games. Every game I've seen Celtic this year, I'm not feeling it. Mm. So, but, well, see, overall, then as a, as a club, then Chris, was the smart play not in the summer to to try and keep it as close to last season as as possible? This was so successful, not only the results. But the style as well. How how do you go from a, a position of strength to all this worry that you fans have given us on the phone tonight so quickly? Well, Brendan's been there for nearly three months, so there's been plenty of time to suss this out. There's a blueprint there with the backroom staff. John Kennedy knows the players, so I don't even think they can revert back to a system. It's just I don't know. I think is it Charlie? It's on. Mm-hmm. I think they said we need to. I think he needs his own stamp here to sign his own squad and it's a big problem because there's good players and there's talent in the squad I just don't think they're going to suit his style See, that, um, does, that, does that not strike you as problematic as a, as, as a club if you're the, you're on top and yet you need a you need a big revamp because you've got a new man I mean well, I get it I know there's going to be slight tweaks here and there but you wouldn't have foreseen this the, you know, when Brendan Rodgers came back, everybody thought that he would be able to sort of carry on the well, success. Well, when Brendan Rodgers came the first time, he signed his big signing was Scott Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He came on in his first game, yeah. and he scores a winner away to Hearts. Yeah, but the Celtic team he inherited wasn't as strong as this one, surely, was it? 
Well, strong, when you're talking about strength, you're talking about within the way Ange wants to yeah. play. And he was so clear in how he wanted his system to be. And the players were so clear. And he'd worked with Japanese players before. So he knew exactly how to man-manage them and treat them. And, and, and every every pe- every person's different. So um, I think that there's so much to it, man-management tactics, your type of player that you've uh, Rogers had worked with Scott Sinclair before so he brought him in, he goes and scores a winner of 80 hearts and a goal mm. everybody's delighted and it gets everybody going and it's a last minute goal and that gets his career started and goals change games and, and if you uh, take things in isolation Gordon, yesterday wasn't the same because if you look at the personnel yesterday Anthony Nelson didn't play every week you know it was it was Juranovic and yeah, then it was Johnson yeah, yeah. big miss that two, Johnson two, yeah. two new centre halves the Carter Vickers and Starfield together were extremely effective for two years these are two young you know centre halves they may go on to have great Celtic careers but you get the impression that back pass in the first two or three minutes by Lagerby Elka under Hart's foot and went away for a corner just seemed to unsettle Celtic Greg Taylor's not playing the way he played if you look at the midfield Odin Holm didn't play last season um, O'Reilly didn't play every week when it was McGregor, Hitati and Moy so that's no Moy, no Hitati Abada didn't play every week because Jota played there so it, it was different and I think it shows the importance of Johnson, of Carter Vickers of Hitati mm. and, and you know guys like that and also I, I do think you know, on the rare occasion that Celtic chase games in the last 10 minutes I don't think there's enough strikers in the building you know, an injury to a 21-year-old, oh, who wasn't a regular, leaves him without a, a recognised striker on the bench to throw on when you're in need of a goal. Mm, thank you very much to Chris on 01419511025. Before we go any further, let me tell you about this. Oh, you're kidding me on. Yeah, it was our first cash register call of the week. Ross from Cowie, 1000s. He plans to take a trip to Benidorm and buy a new car. Don't know if he's going to drive it there. It's your chance to win £27,000 tomorrow when we make the next call to enter. Text YES to 61025. That is YES to 61025. If you get the call from us after 3pm Tuesday the 21st, answer within five rings and make sure you know the correct cash register amount. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entries £2 or call 0330 8804523. The calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only. And all the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. So text YES to 61025 for your chance to win £27,000. Charles is coming up next. He's not happy with the referee and VAR. We'll hear from him next. 1419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Charlie McGrew and Roger Hanna are here at so 1419511025 and it's Twitter at Clyde SSB Get in touch if you want let us know your thoughts on the weekend's football I knew this would happen on the live stream There are comments coming in right first quiz of the night People are praising one of you two's hair which one jink is? Well, there's only one of us has got any. <laughs> An easy one for Roger Hanna. Uh, Mr RFK says, because you're on YouTube now, is that you pulling in the big guns, handsome Charlie with his gorgeous hair? Can we not have handsome Charlie and big nose Daz to make the uglies feel good, he says. 
Well, That's the calibre we're going I'm for. I'm feeling under pressure, on. wedged between you two. And, and now look, look don't, what don't lump me in with him. I look like Hugh Keevan's elderly neighbour. <laughs> See, he's listen, pulling out the big guns now that we're on the on the camera. I'm telling you, 01419511025 on the phones and the usual Twitter as well. Charles is in Greenock. Take it away, Charles. Hi guys, how's it going? Good, how, how are you doing? Uh, not bad, not bad. Uh, my point really yesterday was about the VAR or the lack of. So there's two incidents in the game yesterday, uh, two game changers uh, which didn't VAR. Um, the elbow on Greg Taylor that led to him going off the park, it was a clear red card. It led to him going off the park when uh, Kamarnock scored, and Celtic down to 10 men, when Kamarnock should have been down to 10 men. Uh, the, the second one was uh, Haksabanovich, I think he's mentioned earlier on that. He looked for him come on and, and do something. Well, he did. He won a penalty that never get gave. Uh, right at the end, his, his leg was clearly caught. As clear as you see it, it was as clear a penalty as, you, as you'll see. And again, VAR turned a blind eye. Mm. What chance we got? And it, I mean, just this more of a kind of technical point. It never turns a blind eye. Like everything's checked, and the, yeah. the Scottish FA will yeah. tell you they do literally hundreds of what they call silent yeah. checks. We think that if you don't see the ref going to the monitor or there's not a pause in play, that it's not been checked, which is not true. However, that's just a, a housekeeping point. The debate is should Haksabanovic have been given a penalty? It was one of those, Gordon, at the time watching it live, I thought, oh, there's a penalty, and apparently it wasn't given. And then it was checked by VAR and it wasn't given. And you hear former referees speaking about it since then and they've all agreed with the decision. Um, I can see why Celtic fans would think it's a penalty. Others tell me Haksabanovic initiated the contact with Lewis Mayo. So it's going to be a bone of contention. But I seem to be one of the few, if any, people who at any stage of the incident thought it might be a penalty. I didn't think it was a penalty. I think that if you look at the commandant player, he, he puts his leg in and he stops. So he doesn't outstretch for the ball. He goes to and he stops. So he kind of fakes it. And um, Harzavanovic leaves his leg in. And it's, Do you it's, think he's initiated a bit of the contact? I think he has. If you look at it, his legs went halfway and stopped and he's had to stick his leg out to kind of to get the contact. If you were Lewis Mayo, you'd be angry if that was given against you. You would be sick. Aye, you would be absolutely sick. But the same token... Um, you can understand why he's went down because he's, he's felt the leg coming and he's thinking it's going to get come across his body and he decides to go down but the the leg doesn't come straight across it he stops and then he goes down but the, the elbow is an interesting one because as much as Greg Taylor's low there is a bit of contact there with an elbow and going by the rules of the game you would you would maybe think that that could have been a sending off is, is that why he's getting away with it the only, the only thing I can think of is of, does the referee on the pitch and the VAR think that you know he's not we're on TV I can do this now Gordon he can, yeah, do he's, he's not swinging an elbow he's not swinging an elbow it's, it's, it's almost like you talk about handballs and arms and this will be good let's el- see you recreate elbows, this elbows this is and, new for no, this season if you, go, if you go in corners and handballs you know if, if that's a natural position so if the ball hits you down here you're not going to get a penalty given against you. Your hand's out there, you'll get a penalty given right. against you. Dan Armstrong's running and the elbows are what the officials might deem to be a natural position. He's not gone like that to elbow. I'm raising my... For those listening on no. the wireless, I'm raising my elbow high. It's disturbing. I think that's maybe why he's got, he, Dan Armstrong hasn't been punished. The VAR will have had a silent check. There is no doubt they will have looked at it and they have backed the decision and then on, that, on and that, that, That's before we even get to the most frustrating phrase for any football fan is that 
it has to be a clear and obvious mistake by the referee. Um, Charles, from one Charles to the other, Charlie McGrew, I suspect that's not what you necessarily wanted to hear. You're pretty certain you think that, that Haksabanovic one was a penalty. I thought emotion, well, when I seen it in slow motion, I wish they just, his, his arm was going forward. It wasn't like his arms were moving backwards and forward. Emotion motioned his elbow towards Greg Taylor's face. His arm went out. Out in outwards in an outwards direction towards th- his face. I think that's that's right as well. And whether he's he's thinking it's his body, he's trying to get across because you see players going like that to get their body in, which is never a which is never a sending off because you put your arms across to you see strikers doing it all the time. You centre has to get across them. But the fact that Greg Taylor's face is down there might indicate that it's serious foul play and it's a sending off. Mm. Charles, is it all about that? Is that where is that where it went wrong for Celtic? You know, is it was it sort of the ref's fault, if you like, or is there more to it? Well, there's there some interesting points that you've talked on um, during the night. Um, talking about uh, Brendan Rodgers compared to Ange Postecoglou um, and what he's done with uh, Kyogo. I, as Charlie pointed out earlier on night, and I think most people spotted that Brendan Rodgers is obviously Kyogo coming deeper. To get involved in the game Somehow he says That is part of his game uh, There was two uh, I think two Incidents yesterday Where Kyogo was just Half a yard away And you're wondering You know If he'd have been left To his own devices And, and doing his previous game And playing off his shoulder The last defender Might he have got uh, That extra half yard um, So I think he maybe Have affected Kyogo's game In a negative way In that sense um, But no uh, The defence I think Joe Hart's been unfairly criticised. Uh, bear in mind all the plaudits he was getting last year and all the accolades he was getting. I don't see how the... Uh, you know, the Celtic are playing high-risk football. That's what they call high-risk, high-reward football. And they're doing with a, a, a lot of their keepers unexpected today in, in the, the Premier League. So I think uh, Joe's got a big, far too much criticism coming this way. He's a great keeper. Really, I'm desperately... Keen to see what happens in the next couple of weeks Just to see if Brendan Rodgers addresses that It makes no difference to me But there's clearly a massive split there Charles is on to back Joe Hart and say he's a great keeper And I see lots of Celtic fans on social media On the complete opposite side of that fence Yeah, and Joe Hart has been a target of some Celtic fans For a period of time now Even stretching back to tail end of last season If you remember, just prior to the game against Hibs at Easter Road He was coming in for a bit of stick And... I'm not saying there's anything to do with this thing, but Ange Postecoglou rotated the team in that stage and Scott Bain came in and Celtic lost four at Easter Road, including an error, bad error by Scott Bain. And I think then Celtic fans thought, oh, well, well actually, we'll, we'll have Joe Hart back in the team. But he does seem to be a figure that they're unconvinced by now. Personally, I think there are other areas of the Celtic team that need strengthened more than the goalkeeping position. I think there's no doubt about it. I mean, stretching back... To Joe Hart's career when he was at Man City It was part of the reason why Pep Guardiola Moved on because mm-hmm. He wants He wanted the, the goalkeeper to play with his feet as well And it's a real important position now And it's it's the way the game's moved on In the last 10-15 years, incredible And the way it's going to move on in the next 5-10 years is, is is madness The way the way teams are playing out You see Brighton Brighton doing it So obviously Brendan Rodgers wants that It's not natural to Joe Hart, he done it well last mm-hmm. year a couple of scary moments but got away with it and I think that Rodgers when he first came to Celtic the first time he identified that as something he really wants and he brought in Doris de Vries and then he ended up brought in Craig Gordon who who done okay with his feet as well and I think that Joe Hart's a great goalkeeper and, and came in and done a great job for Celtic 
and there's no reason why he can't going forward but if Brendan Rodgers it comes back to getting his own players in and making sure that he gets what he wants because that's the style he wants to play you were a Celtic centre half Charlie when you looked behind you what kind of goalkeeper gave you the most confidence the one so you could you know if a guy get past you you're thinking this guy's going to save this or do you like a goalie who can beat you in the five of sides Right, well, I played with Fraser Foster and, and Craig Gordon and two great keepers. Couldn't speak highly enough of either of them. Um, especially the time I had with Craig Gordon, he was, uh, with, with Fraser Foster, he was, he was top, top notch. But the game was different then and I didn't work under managers that demanded you play for the back. And there's a reason why teams play for the back and, and some people sometimes people forget the reason why teams play for the back. And I think... It's because they want to draw the opposition into your box, which opens up space all around the pitch. So they want you to press them so then they can play through you with a couple of passes. Some people call it risky, but the rewards are you get to the other end of the pitch. You bring them into space, you don't want them. The game's about controlling space, and then you go to the other side of the pitch and you can go and, go and score where we can hurt the teams. So I think that back then, I love looking back on Craig, uh, Craig Gordon and Fraser, especially Fraser Foster. But also, on the flip side, I'm a football player centre-half, so I would have loved to have played under a manager that demanded we played for the back. And as much as I used to take the ball off the goalkeeper sometimes at my 18-yard line, you need a manager that is demanding that and wants that to be part of his game and, and believes what he's teaching. Because if you don't believe what you're teaching, you can't teach him. Thank you, Charles. I think we agree to disagree on some of the refereeing points. I'm sure we'll get back to them, but it was nice of you to take the time. And it is that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. This will be interesting because you've got Charlie McGrew who did this show years ago. Did you play Beat the Pundit last time you were in? I think you did. Didn't go too well. And you're next to the undisputed king of Beat the Pundit. Never been beat? Oh no, I've been beat. Very rarely. Who beat you? Charlie. He's oh, so good that he starts on minus one. He's got a handicap oh, on oh, the Bundit. This uh, is a nonsense, Charlie. So anyway, you were described as me to me when I walked in the building tonight, and I've obviously met you before and realised you know your stuff. But Gordon says you know everything in the whole world. There's nothing you don't know. That's no, what you're described like as. That. No, 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 no. Anyway, 01419511025. You can take on one of these two. Beat the pundit, but you need to get your call in before seven. Charlie McGrew and Roger Hanna are here at 01419511025 If you're just joining us, you've uh, missed quite the reaction to Celtic's defeat at Rugby Park yesterday I think the first word we heard was abysmal There was a chicken without a head running about I can't remember who that was that was getting referred to Someone wants to watch Celtic's Champions League games from the cupboard After yesterday, they're so fearful of what lies ahead It's not like us to get swept up in the aftermath uh, of a game like that So keep those thoughts coming If you Kilmarnock fans I'd love to hear from you And give, get some genuine praise In there for the job that you did Because it was not as if It was a one-off You're absolutely flying At the start of the new season And as Roger quite rightly said At the start of the show At about four o'clock on Saturday There was probably quite a lot Of negativity around About Rangers' performance Because it was underwhelming I think to say the least Against Morton There were concerns Going in to PSV But you know the way Glasgow works Sometimes when you're Big rivals sweep in and do something worse uh, That will take the limelight So Rangers fans, if you're focused on yourselves I wonder what you're thinking How do you look back on Morton? How do you look forward to PSV? And the big news today, Yanis Hadji not in that European squad And maybe 
on his way out of the club Is that the right decision or the wrong decision? Let us know We'll play this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, beat the pundit time Let's go with Lee who's in Motherwell How's it going Lee? How's it going? Good here Lee, you sound up for this Have you ever played before? No mate You've got a real, re- two really different options here Roger Hanna who's so good that he starts on minus one Charlie Mulgrew who's not played it in years And said he was rubbish the last time So fairly obvious you're looking for a Tails here, yes? I am Mark Mulgrew, aye Mark Mulgrew Sorry in terms, I love it I want you and Ollie <laughs> <laughs> Heads it will be Roger Tails it's Mulgrew Let's see how we go and I'm afraid to Lee I would have loved to have fixed that oh, for you But I can't do it oh, I can't do it I'm I would a, like to have heard that I'm a man I know Lee against Mulgrew I <laughs> that uh, Anyway it is I'm afraid it's heads It's Roger Hanna That a sigh of relief I heard from you there Gutted He's distraught isn't he? Like him. He's distraught Called me out And I couldn't even get Get back him <laughs> Exactly Right let's give uh, Roger some greatest hits radio To listen to So that he can't hear us Lee 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know the answer Okay Right. right, good man, 30 seconds going on the clock and your time starts now. What type of animal is St Mirren's mascot? A uh, badger. How many teams were in last year's World Cup? Uh, 32. Who is the current number 11 at Celtic? Um, Who were the last team to beat Scotland men's team in a competitive game? Uh, Who's the only team in the SPFL with Rovers in their name? Albion Robert. Who was the only Scott to score in the English Premiership at the weekend? Um, I don't even know. Guess one. John McGinn. John McGinn. Right. John McGinn. Just in time. We'll be giving him about 10 minutes. Let's bring Roger Hanna back. <laughs> Roger, can you hear us? Can you hear me now? Oh, you know, You're bopping along there. You yeah, know, people can uh, see that now. Yeah, I, I noticed halfway through. It's quite catchy. You're in the mix. Nobody needs to see your dad dancing. You no, forget no, 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 this is not just radio no, anymore. That's right, true. Come on, liven up. Uh, 30 seconds, same set of questions to Roger. Your time starts now. What type of animal is St Mirren's mascot? A panda. How many teams were in last year's World Cup? 32. Who's the current number 11 at Celtic? A, a badder. Who were the last team to beat the Scotland men's team in a competitive match? Denmark Who are the only team in the SPFL with Rovers in their name? Wraith Rovers Who was the only Scot to score in the English Premiership at the weekend? John McGinn Marley Watkins played for which Scottish team last season? Aberdeen How many Scottish teams has Jack Ross managed quickly? Three Okay Lee, would you have rather played Mulgrew? Bye I loved Lee's first answer because I thought he was going to get it. So, what type of animal is St Mirren's mascot? And I could, I could hear Lee's thought process. Give me a black and white animal. What's a black and white animal? What's a black and white animal? And he went for badger, <laughs> but it is indeed panda. So I was good sort of. You could, you know I, I mean? got that one. You could see the thinking. This is no badger, so it's one nil to Roger. Except no, you're, no. you're minus one yeah. nil nil. Thirty-two teams in the World Cup. Lee got it, so we're still level. Leah Labada Where's number 11 Lee went for Maeda So Roger goes one up I knew this would catch Even you out Stato The last team to beat The Scotland men's team We've tried to forget about it Because it was that bad But it was a while ago Would you have got it Charlie? Republic of Ireland 3 Scotland 0 oh. Remember oh, it in the, the summer Oh June game Yeah It was terrible but Was it after Denmark? A really good run since then Yeah June 2022 
Are you okay? Yeah, Denmark was because we yeah. then won the home yeah. one yeah. against it. Anyway, uh, so still one up to Roger. A feel for you, Lee, because you said Albion Rovers, but they dropped they into the. They did, I know. So it's Wraith Rovers. Roger goes two up. Um, we gave Lee a, a, one or two extra seconds on his last question, and he got John McGinn. Right. But so did you. You stay two up, and Marley Watkins played for Aberdeen. Roger Hanna striding off into the distance. But Jack Ross has managed four Aloha St Mirren Hibs and Dundee United So there we go Well done Unlucky Lee Good man Thanks for taking part Cheers Lee How would you have done Charlie? No pressure of course Um, I think I would have got Three of them wrong Okay Who doesn't like the Remind me Who doesn't like the mascot questions? Who's bad at Baz is bad at geography Who doesn't like the mascots? There's a few of them That are bad at mascots I think Yeah mascots seem to catch Most people out Mm. On here because we've had questions about Kingsley, the Thistle one, Steelman, the mother... Ah, there's been others, a few a few of your colleagues. I wouldn't get many, but I would have got that St Mum one because I remember Aye. years ago laughing about how flat the outfit was. So it was like you know how it was that panda? It was a deflated panda. It looked like, <laughs> almost like a cat. <laughs> if uh, St Mirren's panda is listening, no offence, you can get in touch. Tell, <laughs> tell Mo Grew that he's, he's uh, got it all wrong. We had the Killy one recently as well. Nuts, something about Nuts, what's his name? Nuts, a squirrel. He was, he was, he, because he's got his own Twitter account. Right. So he was offended, I think, that one of the pundits got a question about him wrong recently. And uh, there we go. It's, bit, it's big business, the mascot game. It certainly is. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, that was it. There are two pandas because the uh, the guy who's in the panda suit at air, his name's Chaos. Chaos the panda. Right. He actually phoned in and beat Gordon DL, uh, beat the pundit. Now, he's obviously the former air manager, so Gordon knew him. He's been the mascot, he's been chaos for quite a long time. So, yeah, mascots are a real, a real theme of uh, of the game here. Anyway, let's go back to the phones before we go down a road. We don't want to. Robert is a Kilmarnock fan on the line. Robert, it always happens. It is the way of the world in Glasgow and the West. The so-called wee team wins a game, and it's all about what the big team did wrong. So, don't waste your opportunity. Praise your team. We were outstanding. And good evening, guys. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Hi, Robert. How are you doing, Robert? Yeah, we were brilliant. Um, from front to back, um, especially Dees. Dees is amazing. That guy is, is really, really good. Um, I, I was a bit sceptical when he came, but do you know what? Ah, he's proved me wrong. Guy, guy is outstanding. I think McInnes has... He's actually done, I think, what um, Steve Clark did. He's gave us a system, and he's managed to get players to follow that system. And against the old firm, you really, really need to be, you need to do what you're told be a manager 100% of the time for 90 minutes or, or you will lose goals. Um, but we, we were brilliant. We did to Celtic, we did to Rangers. Um, and you know what? Uh, all I've heard from various people around about where last day, because I live up in the middle of old firm country, um, that it's the pitch. Same with Brendan Rogers. He's twice come on like a fortress, the pitch. Do you know what? It was no a pitch when we get getting beat week in, week out on, that, on there. They never mentioned the pitch. I'm fed up listening to it. Mm. It's, it's their team. It's them didn't show up. They didn't have the commitment or the desire when we did. I always think you're more than entitled to not like it. Nobody can make you like it. But again, if we, we said at the start of the show, you're, you're following Ange Postacoglu, big shoes to fill, all that stuff. The pitch was not a problem for Celtic last season because they were so good on at it. Just because they won on it doesn't mean... Mm. Wasn't there a problem? No, but what I mean is though, it can be done. That sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking like, oh, but what do you expect? Of course we, of course we can't go there and impose our game, but you can. Yeah, you you can win on it, but 
but they not only won on it, they won very convincingly on it last season. Yeah, but the ball is a fact. The ball moves slower on it. I, I don't doubt so that. So what is a fact is the ball moves slower. So that means that Celtic are a quick passing team that move the ball quick. If they go there and win and score goals, then you could argue that if it would have been a slick grass part, they probably could have scored more. Is it a level? This is going to be a strange thing to say. I covered a game for Super Scoreboard there last season. They played Dumbarton in mm. the Cup. and Dumbarton nearly turned them over. I think they needed Jordan Jones to score and stop each time at the end of the game. Is the pitch a leveller? Because if it's slower, it's not going to help Celtic's game against Kilmarnock yeah. or Rangers' game against Kilmarnock. Likewise, it probably didn't help Kilmarnock against Dumbarton. Well, let me explain it to you. The ball moves slower, right? So when Celtic are passing the ball in their shape, it's taking that extra half a second, a second to get where it needs to go. That's enough for a Kilmarnock player to shuffle and move and change the gap or nick in and get the ball, or their defence, their back five to move to, to, to defend that pass. And then in this flip side, Kilmarnock don't want to play slick football on the ground quickly. What Kilmarnock want to do is play it long and play it in behind. And when you play it in behind, or you play it long and it bounces, it stops. Whereas on a grass park at Celtic mm-hmm. Park, if you play a long ball on the channel and it skids off the surface, you can keep a high line because you know it's going to skid out. You've got the byline to back you up. Whereas this skids... It's like putting a bit of backspin on a golf ball. I've never had that feeling. I'd love to, though. But I know what you mean. Oh, you must have. You've just said you're a lucky one. You must have. A lucky one. And it's like hitting out the rough. It's going to, go, it's going to bounce on. Yeah. And if yeah, well, here's the thing. Look, Charlie obviously plays on them, knows much better than us, Roger. I don't doubt that. I'm talking about. I'm talking about reaction. Last year, it was almost like we are so good that even this pitch can't stop us. So we, we just can't have it both ways. I think is what I'm trying no, to say. No, no. Listen, in the list of things that went wrong for Celtic yesterday I think the pitch is probably quite far down the list Robert's quite right all credit is due to Kilmarnock Um, I think some people would think when they beat Rangers in the first day of the league season it was a one-off they've shown since then it's not a one-off they've gone and got a really creditable point at Tynecastle they've knocked Celtic the holders out of the via play cup and the next thing for Kilmarnock now is to go and show, starting at your place, Fur Park on Saturday, Gordon, mm. that not only are they well organised, as Charlie said, and they're well drilled by Derek McInnes, and they fill in all the gaps, and they're difficult to score against. The task for Kilmarnock now is to go to places like Fur Park and show that going forward, they've got enough to go yeah. and win games. Because if they can do that, they can maybe get into the top we're six. Falling, we're falling into the trap, though. This was about praising Kilmarnock, so let's do it. Um, Robert singled out Robbie Dees. I think you mentioned him at the start of the show as well. Charlie been a really really good signing hasn't was, he? Was he a kid at Celtic? Brilliant, he was, but I don't remember him. He wasn't there when I was there, or he, or he must have been younger, young, a lot younger than than a full time um, youth team player mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. that I would have saw. But no, no, top top performance from yesterday against Rangers. It suits him. We're talking about buying players that, that suit a system. Uh, D's perfect. Um, Stuart Finlay, who I mentioned earlier, perfect. Um, Marley Watkins. Ideal for him as well, plays on the break, can hold up the play, physical presence. Um, Mayo as well, who plays who plays in that back five. And I keep talking about the back five as well and the striker because um, I think that's a, a huge part of it. They defend the box so well and um, there's no space behind them because they drop so deep. But they've got a game plan and it's, and it's, and it's to play without the ball. I mean, this could have been a so-called nightmare start to the season. Robert couldn't it when you look at the fixtures Rangers in the opening day 
hearts away and then you go and get you go and get the draw that nobody wants the serial winners of every cup competition it feels like for the last number of years <laughs> you've gone and, and made it look fairly straightforward how satisfying has that been? It's, it's absolutely brilliant it really really is I, when I looked at the start of the season I thought oh my god mother away hearts away you know Rangers at home I thought oh here we go but you know what we have been outstanding and can I just remind the panel you see that pitch? That's the same pitch that Stevie Clark had command up playing under. And we play good football on the ground. Just like we're doing now. We don't play long ball football. So we- I don't know where that pitch is a long ball playing deep. Command up play a good, good, decent football on that pitch. Where can you go this season, Robert? Where can Derek take this team? If, if we keep going the way we are, and, and if, and there's rumours floating about that there's a striker coming in next week although nobody's named anyone um, I think top six I'll, I'll, I'll be brutally honest with you I, if we can get top six and a, and a run in a cup I'll be over the moon Robert, I'll be absolutely over the moon Robert you're saying you play football there and, I, and I'm, no, I'm not saying you, you don't at times but if you look at possession stats your last three games you play the majority game without the ball so you play on the break yeah which well, is fine. It's a, I, I'm not saying it's not a, a good a, a way to play the game. It's not the way I would want to play the game. It's Del McInnes' style, and he's doing brilliant way, and he's do, he's recruiting to back that up. But I'm saying a pitch doesn't necessarily make a difference to the way you want to play in terms of you want to sit in and not have the ball, and I'll make the other team have the ball. So slow play suits you because you win it, and then you play forward quickly. Do you think they make top six? Come on, I think they will do this year, Roger. No, I'm not changing my pre-match, pre-season predictions. I took your boys. I took Motherwell oh, to in sixth. Come on, just to miss out. But I don't, I don't think they'll be bothered the way they were. You know, Charlie touched the started board. brilliant. There was relegation worries last year. I don't think there'll be any relegation oh. worries following this season. Maybe line up a place in Europe if this continues. Thank you to Robert, though. Let's bring in James, who's a Celtic fan. James, how do you feel about yesterday? Hi, guys. Good evening, Colton. Uh, Charlie. Hi, James. Hi, right, James. Uh, I thought it was a very Jekyll and Hyde performance again. Last week, Joe Hart made a comment sometime against Aberdeen, and he says, I've been playing the same way for two years, and it's going to take time to adjust, which I think is right. Could you tell me, Charlie, as a footballer, what formation did we have yesterday? Was it 541, 442, 543? Because I couldn't make it out. I hope it wasn't 543, incidentally, but. James, I think we talk about football moving on now, right? And I think when you look at the football now, it's not about from it's not about necessarily about formations, right? It's about where you're so you look at any team and just say it says in whatever wherever you're watching it or we're playing a four four two, right? So at what point of the game are you in a four four two when you've got possession, when you don't have possession? When are you in a three five two? Where are you when you're building up? What's your team looking like? What formation are you in? When do you actually see that formation? So when we talk about formations we talk about it, it's fluid. I think that it can be cut. It can be a four, a four, one, two, three. It can be, it can be anything. It can be, it can be a back three times if one of your fullback, uh, if one of your fullbacks pushes on, and that means you've got three. You can have two sixes sitting, and you've got you've got two behind the lines, and you've got three up top. It's it's so fluent, and I think that's what yeah, a big thing that Brendan Rodgers trying to do. He's trying to bring in, have the striker coming off, and make that box in midfield because he feels like that. That's more effective than having the striker just up the top, and it gives it gives a chance for the wingers to maybe take that space in behind that Kyogo um, Kyogo used to take last year. And he he comes off as we've seen against Ross County, so we can't 
praise the goal against Ross County yet Kane it when it doesn't work I mean when he came off against Ross County and the centre half came with him or, or took a step towards him O'Reilly and that got in and that's what I think that the main differences are James I mean I think the reason you're asking the question is probably the most revealing point here it sounds like you're not seeing things that you like yet it sounds like you're I mean are you, are you worried going forward or was yesterday just a blip I think Celtic are like a jigsaw puzzle you've got to put all the pieces together you know, Awata was the Chinese player of the year last year Japanese he on? You know, I thought the two young boys who were centre half done reasonably well and so did home and what did they do he takes home half and puts on David Turnbull who had a nightmare against Aberdeen the two fullbacks, I do not what I don't know what's happened to them too, but they're going backwards. Watch uh, Taylor in particular. He's puffing. I think it's his first game of the season. He's passing, shocking. He's running backwards and forwards. He's no making tackles. He's no. I don't know what it is. And uh, I'm going to criticise McGregor, who is an outstanding player. He seems like a wee boy lost. He doesn't know what he did with the ball. If you look at maybe we played before, the two full-backs went forward. All the balls went to Callum McGregor. He was the main officer man. He sprayed the ball over the park. What we're doing is we're hitting the ball over the tap now. Now, Brendan Rodgers is a fantastic manager. If we try to get our self-respect back in Europe, well, that team yesterday was short. It's not nice to, to actually say to players, you were rubbish, but they were. It's embarrassing. I don't know what happened to the team yesterday. That's what I about formation. You need to want to take the ball and make something. You kept looking for somebody to make something happen. Like the centre forward, Kyogo. He was coming back to the halfway lane to get the ball. I've never seen that in a Celtic side. Just very quickly, because James hits on an important point when we were a bit late for this break, but was there always a danger that Celtic's fullbacks were the ones that were going to be hardest hit by the change in manager because of how differently Ange Postacoglu used them? I don't. I think the whole team will, will take time to adjust because he was so um, adamant on his style and he had a way of playing. And I think that one player, you're talking about Callum McGregor there, who's an outstanding player and has been the most consistent Celtic player now for years. He needs teammates round about him as well. He can't do it himself. There's a, there was a real structure there last season and you, you guys round about, Callum, literally round about Callum McGregor because the two full-backs would come in and Hatati was at his side permanently and maybe Moy was too, wasn't too far away from him. Now, the difference now is that the two full-backs are staying where fullbacks used to stay out wider and Callum's sitting almost as a six as you would say Charlie and other guys are going on particularly those you know when Kyogo's coming short Turnbull and O'Reilly particularly in the Ross County game are pushing on so if your fullbacks are out here and your two other centre midfielders are on there at least mm. Callum's sort of isolated let's leave it there we're very late thank you James much appreciated 01419511025 what about you Rangers fans what did you make of the weekend no Yanis Hadji in the European squad is he on his way out of the club PSV coming up we'll answer those questions next Clyde One Super Scoreboard hear it watch it search the YouTube stream now Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Roger Hanna and Charlie Mulgrew are here It's 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Please do get in touch, still plenty of time You can join in on the Twitter Like I say, we're on the live stream as well now of course You can get to see Roger Hanna and Charlie Mulgrew in all their glory Why wouldn't you want to? Uh, hopefully you're enjoying it We've got a good full time teaser for you So that okay. is where you two team up and try and answer the question sent in by the listeners And it's a good one this week Because it's, it's uh, relevant, shall we say uh, Nikki and Alexandra. A full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Tackle your customers' spaces with made-to-measure wardrobes. See, I forgot about the dramatic music. There we go. I was speaking over the top of it. But anyway, Nikki and Alexandra sent it in. Relevant because of what Hibs are going to face this week. Can you tell me the last 10 goal scorers for Scottish teams against English teams in European competition? So can you tell me the last 10 goal scorers for Scottish teams against English teams in European competition? Charlie, you're in good company because Roger will be flying on these, I'm sure. Any that spring to mind for either of you? Lewis Ferguson. Against, against Burnley. Well done, Charlie. Any that jump out at you? Because it's the last 10, so come back a bit for some of them. Um, Scottish teams against English teams. Um... Simon Donnelly, Liverpool. Not that far back. What about Moussa Dembele? Against Celtic, against Man City. Mm-hmm. Twice, I think, didn't he get a double? Okay, yeah. okay. And did Kieran Tierney get that one at home? Do you know, apparently, I think that went down as an own goal. So, yeah, I think so. So, you're in the right sort of mm-hmm. neck of the woods. Questions on the live stream, by the way, if you want to see it, you can read it on there. What about David Templeton at Anfield? Oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. There we are. Told you, in good company. Right, that's three of ten. We'll give the guys a bit more time. Thanks to David for sending it in. Uh, to Nicky, sorry. Nicky and Alexandra for sending it in. And if you want to do the same and hear your question used on the show, it's fulltime at Clyde1.com. Please do. Let's switch focus to Rangers. It was a 2-1 win, a lot closer than many people would have anticipated against Morton at the weekend and now straight on to PSV so let's bring in Graham who's a Rangers fan Graham, what's on your mind tonight? Good evening panel, nice to speak to you again Hi Graham I've got a couple of points actually to make my first one is regarding Giannis Hadji being dropped from the European squad tonight Mm -hmm. Um, and I was wondering whether this is either Michael Beale feels he has to find a space for Rabi Mitondo given the performance he's given recently or He's unhappy with the vociferous press conference which Yanis Hadji gave on Sunday and it's perhaps a bit of a power play. So I was just wondering whether the panel think that it's a bit of both or he's made the right choice. Tell you what, let, let's hear from both, right? It kind of like just outlines where they are. First of all, let's hear from Yanis Hadji because I know a lot's been made about this, but Roger and I were actually there. We were in the room and I, I don't know, well you guys can decide But I'm not sure he said anything outrageous Really, to be honest um, Let's hear, Yanis Hadji says He's just the type of player that wants to start every game He respects Michael Beale's decisions But says he doesn't necessarily agree with them Every football player wants to play um, I'm obviously disappointed about the situation that I am um, But, uh, you know, I respect um, I respect Begafra's decision That doesn't mean I agree with them But I respect him um, He's the football manager of this football club So I'm a simple guy. I just love football. Um, I train 100% on a daily basis. I come back from a one-year injury. Uh, they know who I am. Uh, they know my history at this football club and what I did. So 
um, you know, uh, I just want to play football. Okay, Yanis Hadji's place in all of this, they are outlined. And Michael Beale today admitting the midfielder's future could lie away from Rangers. He's looking for a regular starting place, and Beale says he's been assessing other options. No, I mean, Yanis spoke after three or four days of, of pre season about, you know, he missed a year. You know, I brought Yanis back into the team against Partick Thistle last year, very early into his rehab, and it was clear at that moment he wasn't ready. Uh, over the summer, he's worked really hard to be fit. I wouldn't say he's at optimal fitness right now. And I think uh, the conversation with us has always been very honest. He's a player that I have a strong relationship with on a personal level. And his desire is he wants to be a main starter and play every single game. And, and no one's got that guarantee here at Rangers. He's competing with Todd Campwell for that role and, and maybe Sam Lammers and one or two others. Tom Lawrence is now returning. So it's more what does Yanis need to get back after being out for a year with an ACL. And those conversations and options Yanis and his agent have been looking at for the last week or so. So in the background, there's been a lot going on. I was reliably informed whilst we were hearing that, that that squad for this game was actually submitted at the end of last week. Yeah. And therefore it's not on the back of this No, It's not this power play that Graham um, Suggested or, or asked about And to be fair Was there, was there, even any, was there anything wrong with what Yanis had you said For you Charlie as a, as a player? No, I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said there he's, he's, He clearly wants to play in the team It would be more worrying if he agreed With Michael Beale For not playing As a player I think you want to play in the team you respect their manager and you, 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 there's a way to do it. You try and train your way into the team. You try and work hard. You try and lead by example and get your head down because there's plenty of players that in the past that have thrown the toys out the pram and, and, and don't do that. So I think that he's, he's, he's right in what he's saying. He, just, he wants to get in the team so he doesn't agree with what the manager's doing in terms of him and that's, I think that's, that's fair enough. What you would say, Roger, I mentioned it earlier, you and I were there. We heard the full yeah. thing. It, it was... It was very, it was very strong from Yanis Hadji. I'm not saying it was there was anything wrong with it, but it, it was strong. He was very clear. It was obvious he was trying to get a clear message across. He kept saying, "I, I feel as I'm as fitter than I've ever been, yeah. so don't worry. It's nothing to do with me being unfit. I'm mentally, I'm in a good place." He said something like, "I don't have anything to prove." He said, "I've won individual awards and trophies here as a player." It, 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 it was a real advert for you himself. Have, you have to suspect that. On Saturday afternoon, when Yanis Hadji is saying those things, he knows he's not in the European squad. So he must have real reservations about his future at Rangers. So are those remarks aimed at maybe managers elsewhere who are considering making a move for Yanis Hadji? He's saying to them, I'm as fit as I've ever been. Mentally, I'm in a great place. I've won things in the past. I'm ready to go. Because you really, if you can't get into the 25-man Rangers squad, you have to wonder about his future. Michael Bill mentioned the names there, Cantwell, Lawrence, mm. Lammers, you can throw in Kieran Dowell. You know, there's loads of players can play in that position. Loads of players who are seemingly ahead of Yanis Hadji in the pecking order at the minute. I think he'll be gone by the end of the month. If if Yanis Hadji was training, he was the fittest and he was top his game and he was brilliant and better than these players, Michael Bill would play him. It's yeah. as simple as that. Yeah, he I obviously mean, isn't better than what's there. Uh, and Michael, Michael Beale's eyes for sure. What about in your opinion, Graham? So let's assume well, it's, it's, a, it's a footballing decision. This it doesn't look like it's in any way linked to what Yanis Hadji said. So is it the right call for you, or has Michael Beale got this one wrong? 
Um, I, I mean, I, I think that when Hadji's came on, every time he's shown guts, uh, you know, uh, you know, ability still there in the feet, the feet. So, you know, the desire is there from him. It's, it's, I guess. The problem is he's trying to find a space, and and you know also you have to load your your, your squad with like uh, homegrown talent as well. I mean I think Scott Wright was in the, the squad. I don't know if he still is, but yep. you've got to think that Hadji would get ahead of Scott Wright uh, in the squad. But you need um, your your allotted number of homegrown players. You're right, exactly, exactly. And um, you know I think that if we're not going to play him, then we have to reluctantly sell him and get money for him. But I, I, I wasn't actually aware that this had been. Announced or called before today. No, to be fair, I, I think you're not alone, Graham. I think you know that is the assumption, um, and it was kind of announced today, if you like. But I do think behind the scenes it was um, maybe sort of known. And as Charlie says, he's not convinced the comments would have been enough to to do that anyway. Um, Graham, if he, it certainly looks like he's going to look to leave the club, or that, that's likely, would that disappoint you? It would disappoint me, yeah, I love it. I love Jan Sadji, the guy, if you cut my half, he bleeds blue, gives everything for the shot every time he plays. Um, and, and given the fact that how hard they worked to get back from that injury, you know, I would be disappointed, absolutely. I've also got a second point, if I can squeeze in Just, just quickly, let, let's go for that one first, because I think you make, you, I'm glad you said it, because I think a lot of people feel that, a lot of Rangers fans feel that way about Jan Sadji, and, and then a lot don't. There seems to be this massive sort of divide and. Because I appreciate that he's, um, you know, I think there was a couple of games where they won narrowly and he, he got the winning goal and yeah. I think his numbers were quite good for, for a, yeah. a period. But it never strikes me as someone who's ever played a real main starring role for Rangers, but then David Graham saying he, he loves him. Yeah, well, it's the same with every footballer. Everybody will be divided in their opinion. Majority sometimes like a player, majority don't. Half the, half the fans do, half the fans don't, looking for different things. Ultimately, the manager needs to decide. He needs to play the player that he thinks is going to do the job what do you and do think the best about for him as a player? Um, without seeing an awful lot of him, he, he looks like he can he can come on and change a game and, and score a winning goal as he's done before. In terms of working hard, he looks like he works hard hard for the team. Um, but when when the fact that Michael Beals spent money on similar players and brought players in mm-hmm. in that position tells you that he's not the Biggest fan of him, or he yeah. thinks he can get better. See, see what I mean, Roger? And I appreciate yeah. there's a massive injury in there, right? I, I do appreciate yeah. that. But that's, there's now a number of Rangers managers where he's, he's never really been the main man that will go and start big games and yeah, and feature and heavily. Listen, it was a horrible injury. I think everyone is glad that he's over it and he's saying he's physically stronger than he's ever been. I just think Rangers and Yanis Hadji have moved in, in opposite directions. On the face of it, you would think. At his best time under Stephen Gerrard, Michael Beale was in the building at that stage. You would think Hadji might be a player. Well, Glenn Kamara's shown that it just doesn't work like that. 100%. 100%. He was apparently Michael Beale's absolute favourite you know the first time. I actually round. think the best thing now for Yanis Hadji would probably mm. be to move on and kickstart his career yeah. somewhere else. A bit like Glenn Kamara. Sorry, Graham. Right, your other point. We'll squeeze it in if we can before the break. Very, very quick, I promise, Gordon. I must preface this that it's not about my team personally, but given that we could potentially have four teams from the SPFL in the in Europe European qualification or competition this season, mm-hmm. should the SPFL have postponed the weekend games this weekend and given the teams that are still trying to qualify every chance to recover and be ready for the following leg? It's a good what? question. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people talking about this, Graham. Stephen Naismith, I think, was the most recent. Um, it's just something we don't seem to do here. I mean, there's PSV. England their games don't really do it either. I'm, not, I'm not saying that's right, but, but just as an example. I think Rosenborg did it before mm-hmm. they played Hearts as well. So Other, is, that, is this a European thing and we don't do it? 
Yeah, well, listen, there was a Rangers coach, Neil Banfield, speaking on Friday. He was asked about it and he said they would rather play. They would rather go to Dingwall at the weekend. Get more minutes in the more legs. More minutes, it keeps momentum going. It's what the lads are used to, particularly this time of the season. So he was quite content that Rangers didn't get this you've, weekend off. You've done the gruelling European qualifiers. What would you prefer? Well, I would, I would give them the choice. I'd give the team yeah. that are in Europe the choice whether they want to postpone their game and prepare for the European game or they think it's a good chance to get a game in because it's still early in the season and and, mm-hmm. um, and that'll be a better preparation for them. Yeah. So I would give them the choice. I mean, I think a lot of time the SFA take their, their, um, their yardstick for the Premier League and follow on for that. So I think that uh, it would be good. I think it would be really good mm. to do what the European teams do and give them the choice. Would, uh, yeah. Make for a very quiet Saturday show, Gordon. I don't fancy that at all. It doesn't suit us, Graham. So therefore, we can't do it. Thanks a lot, Graham and Bells Hill. On this teaser, then looking for the last ten goal scorers for Scottish teams against English teams in Europe. So obviously, it's relevant this week because of Hibs. You've got Musa Dembele, Lewis Ferguson, and David Templeton. I think. What about Scott Arfield? Yes, the most, against the most recent one. Charlie, anything that springs to mind? Is this the Roger Hanna show as it often is on a oh, teaser? No, no, no. Yes, I've got nothing. Well, I'm trying to wonder if you pop I always, I always like to try and get a. a, a what games were there? Yeah. If Simon Donnelly's too early, mm. surely Nakamura. Yes. Celtic against Man United. Uh huh. Yeah. Would be one. Five. Give me one more guess. Hesselink. Yes, Down he's done it. He's in. done it. Right, we'll take a breather and we'll get the rest of the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie McGrew and Roger Hanna are here. It's 0141-951-1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. We are working our way through this full-time teaser tonight, and it is a good one. Uh, so thank you very much for sending it in. It was Nicky in Alexandria. It's a cracking question. We're looking for the last 10 players to score for a Scottish team against an English team in European competition. Hopefully, Hibs do something similar, albeit they'll be up against it this week. You have given me Scott Arfield recently, Rangers Liverpool, uh, Lewis Ferguson, Aberdeen Burnley, Dembele, David Templeton. A great shout, Hearts against Liverpool, wasn't it? Uh, and Charlie got one He got off the mark With Jan Venegar of Hesselink And now he's flying Go on then Patrick Roberts Yes And the That was Netty had wasn't it Was it one all Yeah Brendan Rodgers Scott McDonald Yes Celtic v Man United Okay Now I seem to remember Massimo Bodonati scoring at the Emirates No Yes That's a great shout That, that, was, a, that, that was an Eduardo <laughs> Condom out a penalty Dived over Arthur Boric You would have lost me On that one Well done Massimo Donati Which I think means Only one to get One to get Okay we will leave it there then Until the end of the show And see if we can Squeeze it in uh, Let's bring in Peter Who's a Celtic fan How are you feeling About the weekend Peter? Charlie and Roger Thanks for having me on Hi Peter um, Hi Peter Hiya uh, yeah, Fairly I'm disappointed Obviously Because obviously I wanted the team to win but I guess my main point was, if, I must also say I don't think we're going through a crisis. That's it's far too early to come out with anything like that. Um, I think the team's disjointed and we're going through a transition. But the main point was, if you're going to have a defeat, then have it now, because uh, that, that might trigger some transfer activation before the window shuts. If we had went to Ibrox and then scraped through a result at Ibrox, then... 
you know, that might have put up a different perspective on the whole uh, transfer uh, activity. Personally, I feel that the team have been struggling a little bit from about February. Um, we, we didn't have the best of finishes to especially one Scottish Cup, we won the treble, so it's a bit, you know, I'm not saying we did the best of finishes, but if you actually look at the way the team were playing in the, in the last third of the season, I thought we were struggling a little bit. Um, I don't know what's going on just now. You know, obviously Ange's gone, there'll be players missing Ange. Jot has gone to Saudi and he's on 190000 a week. I don't know if it's turning heads. I think the whole Saudi situation is turning a few heads for a lot of players. But there might be quite a lot of variables. But the main point is it's not a crisis. And I do think we need to make some signings before the end of yeah. the, the window. Sometimes here, listen, I get it. You know, it's like a silver lining, Roger. But ultimately, you know, losing games, never mind knockout games, is just it's just never a good thing. Here no, I, because I would, you're, you're almost yeah. used to winning trebles if you're point, a Celtic fan. I know the point Peter makes. a variation in Gordon Diel's old thing, isn't it? If you're going to lose one, lose it mm-hmm. early. Um, but you'd rather lose one of those league games, maybe that you can make up for yeah, somewhere down the line. And I know, I know what Peter means as well about Celtic's form at the tail end of last season. Not sure if it was February, but certainly what once the league was clinched, I think there's an inevitability that you maybe you drop levels a little bit. And and Celtic did that after the league was won, and they got the treble to beat Inverness in the cup final. They deserved the treble last season. But maybe this is a hangover from last season. Maybe it is a hangover from Ange Postecoglou going and Jota going and Moy and Starfeld and people like that going. And it's now going to be up to Brendan Rodgers to arrest any kind of decline before the decline becomes a crisis. Peter's right, it's not a crisis just now, far from it. You know, we've, we've seen crisis in football clubs before. This is only a blip, a hiccup. Mm. It's a costly one for Celtic because they can't win the treble. But it's now... Between now and the transfer window closing, it is a big period for Brendan Rodgers. Do you think Brendan Rodgers or people above him will feel differently about transfers because of yesterday? Naturally, I think they will, aye. I think yeah. they'll, it'll be a wee shock to think, right, OK, we need players in. We need two or three signings at least, I mm. think. We need a, we need our, our our best players back fit, right back Johnson, and they get him back as quick as they can. Carter Vickers needs to get I don't know what's up with him He needs to get back in the team And I don't Talk about the, the, the bad run They were on for February I mean I don't know exactly When the bad run started But did Carter Vickers not Miss yeah, a few he, games He missed a spell as well Yeah He missed a spell Coincided with that He's a massive player mm. for Celtic I mean when we look at The Ross County game At the start of the season He makes blocks Vital blocks That were goals Virtually goals So he's a huge Huge player for Celtic I mean I, I think it's Maybe it's natural, Peter. You get a setback and and then you you reassess. But at the same time, I think that's healthy. That one that one ninety minutes alters your your thoughts. Should, should big football clubs not be sort of above that? If maybe that's the wrong phrase, but you know what I mean. Have have a, a level of structure and a level of planning that can't be influenced either way by by one ninety minute performance. Yeah, of course they should, and, and that, that's the point I was making at the beginning. I'm not seeing it as a crisis. Um, I don't think my sort of perspective on it is altered at all. I think I think what's happened over the last few years, Celtic. I mean, we've also been it's been probably the most successful, apart from the Lisbon Lions, probably the most successful period in our history. And trebles have almost become normal. I'm 64 years of age, and I remember when trebles were certainly not normal. It, it, I, I, I grew up watching the Lisbon Lions. I've seen a couple of trebles under Jock Steen. But, Ted, I think we've got to get our mindset back into the fact that you kind of win the treble every year, you know? And at the end of the day, you know, 
Uh, whilst, don't get me wrong, I, I would love loved the team to win yesterday, but maybe this is a bit of a wake-up call. I remember when Rodgers uh, came in, when Desmond when, when, uh, came in for Rodgers, it was, it was on the, the, the back of a defeat to Rangers, I think it was in the semi-final of the Cup. Mm. And uh, I know for a fact, I mean, the, the board were reeling at that. And the first thing that Dermot Desmond done was he went in, he went in and get uh, Brendan Rodgers in. So we'll see if uh, we have a similar reaction to this. It's, I, don't, I don't think it's the same as maybe getting beat with Rangers in the semi-final. Rangers have got a stronger team now. and They weren't as strong as they were. They're, not, they're stronger now than they were then. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to see a reaction, a reaction from the board. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's just going to be unpredictable. What's going to happen the next, the next, you know, what, what formation Rogers is going to play? Um, I think we might see a season where both Celtic and Rangers lose a few more games uh, than they're used to in previous seasons. Um, so it will just, it will be interesting. Well, even that's changed quickly, Roger, because I think in the summer everybody was saying that barely anyone would yeah. take points off them and it would be the games against each other. We're 21st of August and we've got them both dropping points. Yeah, now. and if they've both lost at Kilmarnock. Um, Celtic have lost goals that you wouldn't have expected them to lose against Ross County and Aberdeen even before the Kilmarnock game. Rangers, we saw them in the Cup at the weekend. There were eight changes, admittedly, Gordon, but they were sluggish mm. against Morton. They fell behind against Morton and they needed a reaction so they're not flying either um, it'll be interesting to see whether you know not just Kilmarnock your mother yeah. will Aberdeen Hibs Hearts can they take points off thank you very much to Peter just very quickly Charlie we've uh, we've got to the end of the show I've not put you in the spot yet what are you up to you've obviously left Dundee United what are your plans are you still wanting to play has that come to an end I'm not sure I'm still um, I'm still deciding I've got a few days to make up my mind Um I've, I've said it before, I, I don't want to sign my team half-heartedly, wherever I go I want to give 100% and I, it's up to me to make that decision whether I'm fully behind it and fully still up for playing, if not I want. To, I probably want to move into the coaching side of it, but it's a big decision to make, it's all you've known for, for your whole life um, since, you, since you left school, so um, to make the decisions difficult and I, that's why I'm giving myself time, so hopefully in the next few days it'll be clearer for me and I'll be able to, to make my mind up whether I want to continue playing or whether I want to move into coaching. So there is, there is an option there somewhere for you to keep there playing? Is, there's an option there for me and um, I've said that I just need a bit of time, mm. um, but I realise that football moves quickly and teams want to move on, so um, I need to get moving quickly. Mm. Right, let's go to the teaser. You've got one more to give me of a, team, a player that scored for a Scottish team against an English team in Europe you've got Arfield, Ferguson, Roberts, Dembele, Templeton, Donati, McDonald, Nakamura and Vinegar of Hesselink Stab in the dark, that's his old pal Callum Patterson No, 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 no no. if he'd get a goal for hearts Against? The notion that somebody, did they play Tottenham? It's not the right one, they did, I think they did actually But that's not, that's not on the list here So, Lewis Ferguson, Burnley, Aberdeen but Who else scored for Aberdeen? Ramirez? No for that, wasn't it? Try to think if you've ever played with yeah, you would a few a former teammate of yours. I'm gonna shout names at then. Celtic. Oh, he arrived oh, with his pal from Oh Gary Mackay freezing. Gary Mackay freezing. There we are. Thank you very much to Charlie <laughs> McGrew. Hopefully we'll see him again and Roger Hanna. Thanks for all your calls and your tweets. We are back tomorrow from six o'clock with Mark and Gordon.